we go. Yay. Hello. Welcome, everybody, to Becoming a Better Nurse with Aaron. Rebecca to Trinidad. And it's been like several months since we did another, <laughs> since we did uh, an episode. Last time we spoke about COVID, now we are caught up with all with work and everything. We're going to talk about, uh, what, is, what month is it? October. So we're going to do some spooky, some Horror. spooky stuff. Have some fun with this episode. Yeah, we're going to talk about our horror stories and spooky stuff that we've seen around the hospital. I'm sure plenty of nurses have their share of stories. I think mostly people that work at nights have the worst of stories. Yeah. I think if you're like a like a doctor and you you go in there a couple times and you're you know you're, you're not spending as much time as nearly as the nurses are in the um, in the units, so you, you don't see as much of the, as the freaky stuff as the other people do. Yes, we all have been exchanging stories at work uh, for years, and for Halloween we thought it would be fun to throw in some of the more memorable stories that we've heard or in, experienced ourselves since we've been nursing <laughs> and uh, Aaron thought that uh, would be really fun to tell some of our horror stories that we've had um, or spooky bloody story. or spooky or I thought <laughs> man, I, I thought it'd be perfect since uh, since it we're it's getting close to Halloween so we could just throw that in there and kind of just get an episode out for you guys just to see what we've been up to and just stuff that we've experienced and all the new nurses out there they're I'm sure they're going to also experience some of this stuff, especially if you're working at night. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you afraid of? Uh, what am I afraid of? Yeah, what like scares you the most? Just in general. Oh, in general? Uh, I have a fear of flying. I hate flying. And I think because I hate heights. So, heights and flying. What gives uh, you the creepies? The creepies? Yeah. I don't get creepies I just get scared you don't get creepies no I don't get creepies like what do you mean like like well goosebumps, I, get, I get creepies when anything what is a creepy like, though? what is that it makes your hair stand up and it makes you feel like you've got to turn around or run in the house because you're scared oh um maybe showering with cold water when I close my eyes <laughs> That keeps me creeps. And then uh, maybe the dark gives me the creeps. I'm actually kind of scared. Of, I'm actually scared of the dark, so uh -huh. that creeps me out. Yeah. Well, I can see that because it's the uh, fear of the unknown. You don't like what's not out there that you can't see and have control of. I start thinking of crazy things, and, you know, I'm like, oh, there's a monster there or a demon, and it just freaks me out. Well, that's my, that was what I was going to say. Like, I'll watch these um, scary movies or these horror movies, and gore and guts don't scare me. Stupidity doesn't scare me when you watch these dumb people with, like, you know, um, kids running around and they can't seem to get away from the bad person because they make stupid choices. But what gets me are those evil things like demon, devil, um, Satan kind of things where... Um, people are possessed or there's no con you have no control over the evil around you that scares me man that is actually that's kind of creepy yeah that's what scares me the most have you ever you know, come on guys i know you guys have, that have worked long enough you've taken care of some psych patients and some of them just act like they're possessed and <laughs> <laughs> and that's freaky yeah you don't know what's going to come out of their mouth next it could be vomit and 
blasphemy with in tongues. <laughs> I know some people have had stories where like they grab their poop and they fling it at people. I had a psych patient I took care of once that didn't stop smiling and like cr- uh, crunching their teeth. Oh man, it was it was pretty creepy. <laughs> just like their facial expressions, it was just so abnormal. Yeah, yeah. Ghost stories. Um, people who really believe their houses are haunted. I used to watch that show on TV. My house is haunted, and and whether though was haunted or not, those people believed the stories, and those stories they didn't make up. They really believed what they saw. But anyway, I um, wanted to um, bring up just the fact of ghost stories and uh, sad, I mean, really scary events that happen at work. And I wanted to say that we used to have um, this one time not one time but we always had like call bells go off we didn't really know what was going on and we always make fun but then one time we had a patient code and pass away in this room and it was like around 10 30 11 o'clock at night and we cleaned up the room and it was just a quiet night we didn't fill it again and the room was cleaned up and turned off lights were turned off and all night long the call bell kept going off and the light would go on once in a while. Well, you gotta explain. Some people don't know what code is. What is what, uh, a cardiac said? arrest? The patient cardiac arrested and died, and we, you know, brought the body to the morgue. We wrapped him up. Nothing crazy happened with all that, and then we were all just, you know, going about the rest of our night. And the call bell kept going off, and it was really weird. And we'd go in and turn it off, and we turn the light. Then we left the light on because we didn't like that feeling of going in the room. <laughs> To turn off the light and that see happened. what was going on. We thought maybe it was stuck um, in between, like the like the lines on the wall or the tubes on the wall, and um, we thought maybe it was stuck between a bed bed rail or something. And no, it was just hanging like normal. I, I wonder if people explain these these things like paranormal activity because they can't explain why it's happening. Maybe it was just a technical mal- malfunction. We thought that too, but middle of the night, we didn't really call maintenance, but. Um, we did just, we did just, um, get freaked out. That's for sure. I know sometimes the lights go off in the unit that I work on and there's like nobody in there mm-hmm. and it's just, it's not as scary cause it's during the day, but at nighttime that's kind of freaky. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes during the day I walk in, I walk through like these empty halls and empty units and all of a sudden <laughs> the monitor will be on and there's like a blood pressure saying that I couldn't read. And it's like, what in the world? How did this thing just turn on and and um, try and read whoever's blood pressure? Or like, there's like a heart rate of zero. Um, I guess it's freaky if it's in a unit that's empty and like the beds are empty and nobody goes there. So mm-hmm. like you're walking through and it's like, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it could just be the technology. But at the same time, it makes you wonder, are, you know, do people that die, do they just linger on and kind of just ghost out and just live in there for a while? I don't know. Well, you know, and uh, we used to talk about this at work, and then when my brother died, I was a little bit more intrigued with life after death and ghosts, and whether or not there was an existence of them. And I actually um, looked up some things, and it was people have been studying it for a long time. I used to watch that ghost stories, um, ghost hunters, I think it was, and they would try to, you know, feel presence of things and stuff. And I was never convinced through that show, but there's been. Um, you know, people have been believing and studying um, the presence of paranormal activity for a long time. And then 
also studies for um, science purposes like that one there was that study in 1907 and it was a long-held debate that the body had weight and that when the body died the soul left and they lost the all around the same amount of weight and he took into factors with the with the stool and the urine and the body fluids that came out and all the last breath and all that stuff and it was all roughly around the same amount of um, weight and then he even studied dogs and dogs didn't lose the same, didn't lose weight. So it was like dogs were soulless. Now, people who have pets would hate me, but my point is, <laughs> scientists were out there studying this for a long time. Okay, so, so you wonder. They also had out of death experience um, studies where they would paint things on top of shelves, and they would ask people out of their near body or out of body near death experiences or out of body experiences, and they would have recollections of things that they wouldn't have otherwise have known about because they were clinically dead. Okay, hold on one second. Okay, so you're saying that they, some they, some dude, some scientist, uh, he had a guy who died and then he measured him before and after his death and there was a, 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 a difference noted after they died as if like, if, if there was, if let's just say there's a soul that exists, that's the that's the weight of the the soul. Yes, it's um, a study that brought a lot of controversy at the time, but it was from the 1900, 1907, and they debated it for 15, 20 Do you years. The study, or who who was the doctor, so people can look it up. It well, you can look up the study from the if your body had a soul, and I can look it up for you real quick. But basically, this guy he weighed six people. So all he had was six. He had a fine-tuned scale he put the bed on the scale the same bed and the body he weighed it and when they died he took the weight again and he factored in if there was stool and urine and the sheets and like everything and it was roughly 21 grams three quarters of a pound they would say I think it was three quarters of a pound they said people lost on average and it was and it didn't matter the size of the person and it didn't matter how much they peed all that stuff and what, what their body fluids were and he claimed that the bodies that people had a soul. And then um, you said dogs. <laughs> the dog. He did. He did a study of 15 dogs and he weighed the dogs. Now this is where it gets a little crazy because then he said he had the theory that dogs didn't really have a soul. And that's why there was not weight loss when the, when the dogs died. What about cats? Because we know, we know cats have souls. <laughs> cats Our are cat evil. They're demons on earth. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> he wouldn't dare do it on a cat because he knows that once the cat dies, the demonic soul within the cat will possess him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, uh, a crazy story when I first started uh, nursing. I was taking care of a patient on an oncology unit at night, and this patient was, like, riddled with cancer. He looked bad from the beginning, just, just um, taking care of him, like, assessing him from the beginning. He just looked pale and ghostly. Um... Anyways, in the middle of the night, he 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 was um, asking for for help, and he just passed out and fell on his bed, and he was sweating profusely. And then all of a sudden, we I ended up seeing like this thing gurgle on the back of his throat, and it looked like the best way to explain it is that it looked like dark red jello, clotty coming out of its mouth. So we had a call to Code Blue, which is. Um, it just gets the team for an emergency situation. We had to suction him 
but I'll never forget how traumatizing that gurgling and, and all the fluid that came out of his mouth. I would say like a pint came out and we were suctioning him. Obviously he was aspirating, he was choking on his own vomit. Oh, it was horrible. It looked like a oh like a horror scene. I mean, tragically this was a real person and, and you know, he ended up passing away, God rest his soul, if you believe in souls. But it was so like I still think about this guy and this is eight nine years later and it just it doesn't haunt me but it bothers me when I think about it how horrific that scene way. was oh rough that is that is rough well anything with blood spewing is pretty rough I gotta say and the um, study just by the way was a dr. Duncan McDonald and it was in 1907 what? And then what it was it was also three quarters of an ounce or 21 grams is what he deemed the weight loss attributed after evaporation from the skin comparison with um, weight loss due to urine fecal elimination and um, that's just I'm just segueing into this because people a lot of people believe their souls there are stories of people I've spoken to who've had out of body experiences when they were in surgery and they said that they remember seeing thinking they were done with surgery they're in their recovery and they're talking to their, their parents and their parents have long been dead and this was a full-on discussion and when she woke up she wasn't in the o recovery room she was in the critical care and it had been days and she doesn't remember waking up from surgery and that's when they tell her she had had a cardiac arrest in the OR and during that time she figures it was when she was talking with her mom and dad and having a lucid conversation with them well what she thought was a real conversation I read a book on out-of-body experiences I think it was something I think it was something called into the light or something like that this is when I was like a uh, either middle school or high school, um, but I remember reading it. And I was like, "Well, this is crazy." Mm -hmm. Do I believe in out-of-body experiences? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's highly debatable because there has been no proof. It's all subjective. It's like debating whether you believe in ghosts. I yeah. Mean, how are you gonna prove that? I mean, yeah. is there any scientific? Um, you know, you can't really use a scientific method to. For something supernatural like this, no. it's beyond. It's beyond. They science. tried. Doctor uh, Sam Perina tried. He's at the Whale Cornwell Medical Center in um, New, New York, and with the Southampton University, they tried. They did 2,600 patients who had cardiac arrested. Only 140 of the patients actually survived enough to be talking to you, and he. They had um, planted pictures on top of the shelves in the rooms of where people would have, have arrested and in those rooms 140 patients had survived those codes then were able to talk and out of those only like a hundred could actually verbalize any experiences and out of all of those only two were valid enough stories that they could actually use and none of them could see the pictures on top of the shelves but they had out-of-body experiences where they said they remember hearing someone say you know, um, shock them, shock them, you know, that kind of thing. So hmm. it's very hard to prove for sure. But it's out there and people are completely obsessed and um, curious about this kind of life. Why are people obsessed? It's the unknown. It's, I think we either get a sense of um, fulfillment knowing that we can talk with the ones that have left us the possibilities there and then some might have this morbid curiosity of um, 
knowing that some they can find out what death is for them so they can be more prepared. Yeah, I think it's about life after death or what happens after <clears throat> after death. Mm. I think the, uh, the unknown, like you said, and trying to figure out what happens, you know, while you're alive. Yeah. It's freaky. Because all of us are going to die one day. We're all going to die. And we all don't get out of it alive. No. It's a natural <laughs> state. Everything that's created deteriorates. Yes. So, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. So I guess I guess when it comes to ghosts and out-of-body experience, it just, I guess it just comes down, down to whether you believe it or not. Some people have had experiences themselves, and, you know, you can't really... Never going to give in something you're quest- not going to argue with them. You can question them, but, like, who's to say? Because they had an experience... You know, it's, it's totally real to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not saying they're they're psyched, they're psych patients, or mm-hmm. they're making things up. You know, mm-hmm. some people have some people have even said they've had you know experiences with um, with like a, a heavenly a heavenly nature like God, and mm-hmm. so how can you argue that? And so it's kind of in the same realm. You know, yeah. but we're talking about ghoulish and ghost ghoulish. stories and things like that, and so um, I have a. I have a ghoulish story. Anything with blood is is kind of um, kind of horrorish, right? So horror ish. <laughs> not not horrorish. <laughs> I said horror, but I said it fast. <laughs> so get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. So we, um, I got called up to help with a patient one time. He was um, post surgical. We needed had he had had a um, his thyroid taken out so he had gotten a neck cut and so it was sutured in and if anyone's seen it's like a little c cut across your neck but it's done in a surgery center or in the or and they were telling they were um called me up there because the patient was panicking and he said he couldn't breathe and he was having a hard time breathing so i go up there and sure enough his neck is just swelling up so big it's clearly like a balloon that he's bleeding like a yes the sutures were holding in the clot was there and was holding in but he was actively bleeding underneath so he had called the surgeon uh, and he was on his way but the patient now well, hold on now what happens when so let's take a moment so let's take a moment you have a guy whose neck is swelling with blood now what ends up happening when you when anything swells up in your neck, whether it's a tumor or fluid, blood or who knows what else, you what are your risks there? Oh, you just you're not gonna be able to breathe. So you're you choke. Yeah, you close. You basically, in simple terms, your your tube where you breathe, your air tube, your trachea closes, and then get you pressed. Can, yeah, so. You can, it you can also basically choke and, and die and not get any air. And, it can also press against your carotids uh, if it's oh, too hot, and too. then you can pass out and maybe stroke yourself. Yeah, so so yeah, it's a big deal. A lot of issues. And this guy was panicking. He was still awake, but he was panicking. He was like, start. He was trying to stay calm, and we're trying to call the doctor. You didn't want to give him any sedative because that means he's just going to slowly stop breathing. So anyway, um, we get up there. Um, a comrade, a colleague of mine is up there with me. Comrade. Yeah, comrade. Colleague. And he um, kind of gets the guy settled. And we get him to sit down because he's really panicking. So we get him to sit down. He's like this. He's like talking him. It's like talking to his guy's soul. I, I was so impressed with him. And then we're waiting for the doctor. And the doctor happens to come in. And he's like, oh, boy. So he's like, we're, he, we're like trying to get the get you know supplies ready for this guy and he just takes one stitch out and it went 
splat all over. Oh. The blood from his neck spewed all over the floor. All over. Looked all like, over. It looked like Sweeney Todd. It looked like Sweeney Todd. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, of course, you know, he needed to go back to surgery to get everything repaired. But we, it was such a rush to get him. And we had the mess to clean up. And the guy did, the guy lived. It, it was fine. But, you know, what, a, what a gory story. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen so much blood just splat out oh, one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so much for Halloween this year because... COVID's going on, so mm. we're not going to be able to do anything. It's not like we did anything anyways, but mm. um, I think a couple of years ago we dressed up. We were some pirates. Yeah. Um, this year we were – I had some ideas of, like, going as a Joker, but it's going to be really tough because – We have nowhere to go. Yeah. And I don't even have anybody actually going out because all these COVID stuff still going on. And, you know, the cases are slowly rising, but I don't know. I think people wa- want something to do. Um and, I mean, they're going to be wearing masks, so, costume masks, so mm-hmm. that might help out with the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. I'm going to dress up like I always do. Cutie. <laughs> she's <laughs> going to go as a nurse, and she's going to work on that day. And I'm going to wear a witch's hat, and I'm going to and I'm gonna cast fun spells on everybody to get better and get well fast. <laughs> um, I am going to go as a registered nurse. <laughs> No, I'm, I, I don't think I... <laughs> slash. Slash male registered. <laughs> That's my costume. It's, it's slash jokester. No, not a jokester. Uh-huh. I'm very serious. Uh-huh. Um, but tell us what your spooky stories are. What's what's um, any crazy stuff that you guys have heard? Out-of-body experiences you've had or what you've heard from other people. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. If you've, if you've had an out-of-body experience, let us know and just... Um, uh, shoot us an email. Yeah, let us sure. Know. Yeah, share with us what's what's you know stuff that you've seen or that you've experienced. Um, there's been a lot of freaky stuff out there and lots of crazy stories. Even in psych wards. Oh man, I mean, I'm, I can imagine the stories there. Mm-hmm. The things people mm-hmm. come home with and mm-hmm. the things people hear and, and see. It's just, I mm-hmm. bet you, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, as for us, I think. Um, one of our, I think our next podcast is going to be next month. We're going to start doing them once a month so that we get something in and just have like a, a set schedule. We've been kind of going back and forth on when to uh, talk, when not to talk. So I think we're going to do it once a month and just be consistent with that. Maybe give it a, you know, about 25 to 30 minute podcast and just let you guys know what's been going on and maybe something thematic. Yeah. Our goal is still to inspire, motivate, and educate, empower nurses young and old and um we just really want to hit topics and accord with nurses that we don't that hasn't happened before you know talk about stuff that hasn't been talked about before there's no better time to be a nurse now because as we've just experienced with covid and all this crazy stuff if you definitely want to be a nurse now it's the best time because i a lot of people well a lot of nurses you know, it was a pretty crazy struggle this COVID season, and some people were just totally burned out. Some people had to leave the <laughs> leave the workforce. But I think if you are passionate and motivated to to say, "Hey, you know what? I want to take care of these patients," that that tells me, and it should also tell yourself that you are out there that you want to do something uh, good for your community. And if that's nursing, by all means, you know, definitely go for it. It's, it's also work. practical in the sense that we. 
We're essential. We never lost our jobs. We worked every day. As crappy as it sounds, we saw our friends every every time we worked. And it was stressful, but we got out of the house. We were able to socialize. Thank God we kept our jobs. We I know had some our people. Jobs I, I think I heard some stories where some hospitals closed down because I think they're, they're, um, their, their census was so low. But luckily for us, we ended up getting a surge and we were super slammed. Mm-hmm. But nursing is definitely the way to go and healthcare has to move on patients still need surgeries being done they still need to be taken care of that people still having heart attacks and strokes every day and um i think we might have to talk about how COVID has changed healthcare technology wise because there's so much stuff changing now so much stuff that people are trying to do i mean there's a big push for telehealth now because of all the mm-hmm. crazy stuff that's been happening yeah. so you know, well, anyway, it's a good time to be a nurse because you're going to have a job and people are going to have stories for you and we're here to help you and we're here to, you know, answer your questions and get you through it. Because right. even if you even if you have a hard time um, acclimating, it's just a matter of time you'll find your niche and you'll find your groove. Yeah, and if you ever want to reach out and have questions, you want to say mentor you, give us a buzz. We are here for all you guys. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Have a whorish Halloween.